I'm kidding. I want to start you off with a newspaper article. But don't play and you be seated because most of you don't look like you'd last through this article. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Sunday morning live. Go ahead and speak Saturday night live. I thank you this morning we're gathered in the name of Jesus to see the spectacular and the supernatural. God, we're here this morning not to think about what God can do, but to stand in the, in, by faith knowing what God's going to accomplish. I pray this morning you'll lead God and direct us into truth this morning and help us to see it from the Word of God that will be absolutely, absolutely undeniable. And we'll certainly thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. Now, I don't know if you read the newspaper yesterday, but I, I found an article in it that I want to read you out of Douglasville, Georgia. It was a woman came home from a vacation in Greece to find a stranger playing house, changing utilities into her name, and even repainting rooms she didn't like. <laughs> Douglas County authorities say they can't explain why Beverly Valentine, or Valentine 54, broke into an empty house and started acting as though it was her own. Uh, during the two and a half weeks the owner was on vacation, Mrs. Valentine allegedly rededicated the ranch home, uh, ripping up carpet and taking down the owner's pictures and replacing them with her own. The owner, Beverly Mitchell, was unknown, was unknown to Miss Valentine, said Chief Sheriff Deputy Stan Copeland. He said he had no idea how Miss Valentine knew Miss Mitchell and knew that she was gone and how she thought she could move into a stranger's home and act as if it was her own. In 28 years, I quote, I've never seen something this strange. Keep being a cop on the west side of Atlanta, and you'll see worse than that. The odd case came to light when Mrs. Mitchell, who lived alone, returned home October 4th to find the lights on and the strange Nissan parked in the driveway. Mrs. Mitchell called police, who went in and found Mrs. Valentine, who at first pretended she was renting the home. Later, Deputy Copeland said she admitted. <laughs> she admitted. Uh, she broke into the home with a shovel and was squatting there. She's a squatter. She just came in, took possession of what was not hers, and took up what she called squatting rights. It was empty. All right? Uh, later, Deputy Copeland said she admitted to breaking in the house and was charged with burglary. Uh, burglary. Mrs. Valentine appeared to think she could stay in the ranch home permanently. She had the electricity switched into her own name and moved in a washer and a dryer and, uh, you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen, a small dog. She's being held on $25,000 bond in the, in, the, in the Douglas County Jail. Now, I read that and as I do everything else and I see sermons and everything. And there, there is a thought here. There is a thought here. Squatter's life. Um, your life, if you are a child of God, does not belong to you. It is the Lord Jesus' possession. We are His temple. He has moved in 
and his name is our name. But the devil is a squatter. He will move to the property that does not belong to him, and he will break in, and he will squat or declare squatter's right on what is empty and what is vacant and what is without furnishing. And before you know it, he is ruling and he is reigning. Now I want you to see four characteristics in this story that line up with the devil's squatting in our lives and trying to take over. Number one, she broke in while the, uh, while the owner was preoccupied. This woman broke in while the owner was on vacation. She was preoccupied. She was frolicking. She was having a good time. She was enjoying her recreation. She was unknowingly leaving her stuff empty. And before you know it, somebody came along uh, with a spirit of divination and a spirit of darkness and took up squatter's right in this woman's house. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if I know anything about the devil, I can tell you this. If you are preoccupied with playing and recreating and just getting by and doing it your way and having it your way, you are going to find him close by your skirt. And he's going to do everything he can to take up possession when it does not belong to him and he will break in to your life and while you're recreating you will not know that he has squatted the Bible teaches us in Job 1.6 now that was in the day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord that Satan came along with them also and the Lord said unto Satan which come thou as if he didn't know where he had been he said where you been and notice what Satan said. He said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Ladies and gentlemen, you rest assured of this. You may not be concerned about your spiritual life, but I know a devil who is. You might not think for one moment uh, that it's important to go to church. You might not think it's important to get down on your knees and call out on God. You might not think it's important to open that divinely anointed book and glean from its pages spiritual knowledge and hope. But I know somebody who thinks it's important enough to break in to yourself and set up squatters right and try to take over where he does not own anything. You and I must be careful in our lives. Let me give you another verse if I can to prove the point. Be sober. Be vigilant. First Peter 5 and 8. Because your adversary, your enemy, uh, that one that's against you, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking, looking intently and intelligently, seeking whom he may engulf or devour. We as Christians this morning owe our allegiance to God, and I need a loud amen. We as Christians have given our lives to the Savior. 
We as Christians possess the Holy Spirit. I do not believe that we can sit around or should sit around and argue over possession or, or, or oppression. That a Christian be demon-possessed. If the Holy Spirit of God lives in him, he's already possessed. And God's Spirit is there. But I want to tell you, he can oppress you from the outside. He may not be able to live inside out, but he dead well can live and extend pressure from the outside in to the point you'll think he is in. Am I right about it? And he begins to bring oppression. He begins to bring domination. He begins to bring filth. He begins to bring putrid items and things into the existence. But let me say something to you. Faith and sound is the man who is attentive to the Holy Spirit and walks not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, walking in the power of God. I'm glad to tell you, you're protected by the presence of God and the power of the Holy Ghost if you'll let him and be attentive to what's going on. She broke in with a shovel and took over while the woman was playing games. Bible college students, play no games. Christians, church member, child of God, don't let your children be bait for the devil's trap. Don't you let your children be inoculated, influenced, and don't let your children be taken up in, not influenced by the demonic powers that are at work because if you're not attentive and careful who they're running with and what they're watching on that television and what they're watching on those computer programs and what cartoons they're watching and what crowd they're running with, I promise you this, the devil will take a shovel and he'll break into their life and before you know it, he'll steal their virtue right out of there's two things the devil wants to do when he breaks into your house. He wants to keep you lost if you're lost, and he wants to keep you loose if you're saved. He wants you to stay lost and go to hell and be his property. He wants you to stay lost and plunge headlong into the charred walls of fiery graves. He wants you to be uh, uh, around and influenced and circumvented by demons and devils. He wants you falling with Jezebel and Ahab. He wants you falling with Lucifer. He wants you entrapped with Judas. He wants you in hell. He wants you in hell. And if you're lost here this morning, you want to run down an Find an old-fashioned place where you can kneel down and give your life to Jesus even while I'm with And if you're a child of God in here and you're loose with your living, you're loose with your standards, you're loose with your convictions, you're loose in your stand on the Word of God, and you're loose on your stand on what we ought to be as a church, if you're loose and just haphazard, and if you're loose and just playing around, if you're loose and just sometimes and no time, the best thing for you to do is to commit yourself to God. Because I promise, when you're playing around and vacating the premises and talking trash and being cool, the devil has an instrument in his hand and he's breaking in on your stuff. If you believe that this morning, I want you to honor God with an amen. Number two, there's a second characteristic. She broke in while the owner was preoccupied. Then she changed the name 
the house is registered. She went to the light company. She went to the utility company. And she had the utilities taken out of the name of the owner and put into her own name. I want to tell you something the devil hates more than he hates anything. He hates the name by which we're talking about this morning. He hates the name by which we've invested our lives. Ah, feel a little Baptist preaching going on here this morning. He, he absolutely despises it when we sing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. He hates it when we cry, of course, Jesus is all I need. He's all I want. He hates the name of Jesus. Satan wants to break into your house, and he wants the name changed. He hates the authority it brings. He hates the healing it brings. He hates the hope it brings. He hates the hope it develops. I'm talking about when I was going to hell a hundred miles an hour, and I heard that sweet name. I done about faith and started looking on the other side of glory. Baptist won't change nobody. Catholic won't change nobody. Holiness won't change nobody. Presbyterian won't change nobody. Lutheran won't change nobody. Interdenominational ain't gonna change nobody. But Jesus can't miss. I need some help preaching this morning. Hallelujah for that name that is justifier. The Bible teaches in Romans chapter 3 and 26 to the prayer. I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him that believes in Jesus. In that name is eternal life. John 3.15 That whosoever I've left the newspaper now I have gone back into my Bible If you did not know Bless God I'm making an announcement Whosoever shall believe in him Shall not perish But have everlasting life Satisfaction is in the name of Jesus Psalm 17.15 As for me I will behold thy face in righteousness I shall be satisfied There's unchanging in Jesus. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today. Somebody holler. And forever. He's supplier. Philippians 4.19. Right now the devil's hunting the Anderson. He's trying to find a generic, a byproduct for his, for his Advil. He's trying to take something because his head's busting wide open. But his rear end is going to be hurting too when we get done because we're kicking from both ends. But my God shall supply all my need according. I feel like I've gotten into some form of Pentecostalism. Why can't you? Praise God. I'm glad to know there's something in that name. And that devil 
I'm getting it out of his name, and I'm getting it in mine. I want to tell you something. Your life ain't going to burn in the name of Jesus like they did in your name. Uh, you ain't going to have the power in your house like your house if you have the name of Jesus ruling that. Satan wants to break in, and he wants to do everything he can to take over. But I have a crowd here this morning that I have some confidence in that we're not going to buy into that. We're not going to swallow that. We're going to love the name of Jesus and shout, Amen! <laughs> My pacemaker battery just dropped several ounces of possession. Number three. Number one, don't put it up till I say, broke in while the owner was preoccupied. Ah, you down at the pool hall shooting your little nine ball game. You preoccupied, look out. Because in the front seat of your car is an ambassador from hell who's been dispatched. And he's got a shovel in his hand and wants to break into your life. Best thing you do is break that pool, stick over that table, walk out, get in your car, and turn around and fill the cue ball. You might be slipped if you ain't slipping Number two, changed the name the house was registered in. Number three, took down pictures and tore up carpet and painted rooms that she didn't like. You say, this, this woman's one thing side short of a happy meal. She ain't even found McDonald's. Don't blame that on Ronald. Poor Ronald got enough for She took down pictures and tore up carpet. Rearranged everything in there to suit her, even to paint. This woman came to stay. And I'm going to tell you something. Old Satan don't come to leave. He'll come in and he'll say, Oh, you love your Bible. You let him in, he'll start ripping this up. Oh, you love, you love your Jesus. You love all of your family you're praying for. You love those of your church family. You're... He just rips all of those images off the walls of your life. And starts putting up pornography. He starts putting up images that are glory. He starts putting up imagery, imagery that is absolutely ungodly as hell itself. Wanting you to think for one moment it's okay. This generation of hobnobbers and this generation of liberals and this generation of hoodoers and this generation of nobodies and this generation of loose slippers might agree with you, but my Bible is still screaming. My Bible is still hot in my hand. It's still saying righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Decided she didn't like the color. So she painted. Carpet's nasty. Ripped it up. <laughs> and all of a sudden the pictures were too familiar and domineering. Tore them off the wall and threw them down. Put her pictures up. Of her imagery. And of her family. I want to tell you something. The devil did everything he can to rob you of praying for your mama. Rob you of praying for your daddy. And will take those images off of uh, those images off of the walls of your heart and begin to throw them in the trash and begin to turn your house into something that ain't you. But greater is He 
in me that he that's in the world. Number four, she was put out by authority. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, look out. Oh, here comes Barney. And Andy Drive. And when they slid into the front yard, she didn't have to. Uh, the owner didn't have to throw him out. But her name's have been changed. See, she, she's all praying. See, she ain't got no power. She ain't got no authority. She ain't got no. She just made a call. Oh, God. She just made a call. <laughs> yeah, Help! Somebody that took over! Ah! Here comes the man with the ball. Here came the authority. It says, "What are you doing in here? I'm I'm renting. I'm renting. I'm renting this house. uh, Who you paying the rent to? Because the woman who owns it's right out in the front yard. We got a problem." And anytime you jerk the clothes off the devil, he'll have to tell you the truth. He don't want to, but he can't have it. Well, I'm just squatting. And all of a sudden, the authorities took us away. (laughs) I hate to bore you with such a verse, but Revelation 20 and 2 says that he laid hold on that old dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, a thousand years. Somebody holler, a thousand years, bound up in the bottomless pit, a thousand years. Did you hear them? Did you hear, did you hear the demons burning rubber out there leaving when I wrote that verse? I told them where their next apartment was going to be. Their next townhouse is going to be. Their next condo is going to be. They're going to hell! The Bible says in verse 3, you cast him into the bottom of the pit and shut him up. Somebody holler, shut him up. And sir, feel upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loose for a little season Revelation 20 and 10 I'm done the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire I said lake of I said hey hey I, didn't, I ain't talking about no fishing pond I ain't talking about no wading pool I'm talking about a lake the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are Shall be tormented day and night. <laughs> tormented day and night. And you know what I'm gonna be doing? Laying around the hole. Who's got you now, bud? Who's got you now, bud? I didn't mean for no newspaper article to get you all that high, but let me ask you a question. Are you here this morning without the knowledge of Christ being your Savior? If you are, the devil is inside. And you're going to have to get authority to remove it. 
and the authorities, not the church government, not the music director, the pastor. The authority is higher than high, greater than great, stronger than the strongest, and he'll move hell out of your heart. I know something about hell being moved out of your heart. Don't you dare this morning let him break into your life. You teenagers, I said with you Thursday, I'm pleading with you again. You young singles, listen to me. You people who have charge of them, you're given a care for We need to please God on him, the blood on him, the power of God on him, the peace of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the hope that only God can bring him. Because the demons of hell have have saddled up to ride. And I'm just glad to know today we have to. We're not giving up. Don't you let the devil come in and rip up what God has laid. Don't you let the devil come in and repaint the walls of pleasure and joy and fruitfulness in your life. Don't you let him hang up other images. That Bible is your book, not penthouse. Let me take you to a chat room. It's called your bedroom or your study. Shut the door and chat. You don't have to have a computer to do it. You say, but I can get honest when I don't know who they are. I promise you this. There ain't nobody you can get as honest with as you can Jesus. But he won't go tell 25 other idiots on the computer, and he won't rag you and run you down when you get off of that thing. I guarantee you one thing, he'll be a friend. I need some help. Of that sick us closer. My brother! Thank God. Squatter's right. They're not the devil's right. He has no right to me. Jesus does. I'm going to ask you to do something for me this morning as a child of God. Get up out of your seat. Walk to this altar and kneel where you are. And pray, God, don't let him break in. You feel the loyalty that God has invested in my life. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, you say, well, preach, I'm Catholic. That's all right. I'm Methodist. It's okay. It's okay. They all have their place. They all have their position. They all, they all are lined up in, in perspective. Not one of them. Not Baptist, especially not Baptist. And that's what's on our sign. But especially not Baptist. You cannot hang your hat on a big B or a large, tall T. You cannot miss hanging your life on Christ's beat. But I don't know what to do. I do. I'm not bragging, but if you come up here lost, I promise you I can get you in. I can't promise you much, but I can get you in. I, 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 can, I can get you in. Why? Because I know who's keeping the door. He is the door. And he'll help you. And you this morning can have your life. Really? That woman this morning sitting in jail. She didn't make bonds. She spent all the money on cars and things. She don't have no money yet. One day. But she's sitting there thinking. 
You say she's in bad trouble. She's in deep, deep dilemma. Now, let me tell you the deepest dilemma is the person who heard this sermon and sits in that pew and will not allow Satan to be exercised out of their life by the power of faith and the blood of the cross. That is the person in jail. Stand up with me. I want you to step out and come. Steve, play something to sing for us, if you will. Fellas, thank you for your encouragement. Church, you've been, listen, you've been a great crowd to preach to this morning. I'm wet to my socks. I like to go I like to go to my office and change when you preached it right out of the top to the bottom. Why don't you come this morning and say, preacher, the devil's laid hold on my home. The devil's laid hold on my youngin. The devil's doing everything he can to tear up my job. He's doing everything he can to break into my home and to break into my life. But preacher, I'm coming and I'm kneeling down in the safest position I know, and that's a bended knee in prayer. And I'm coming by faith and I'm coming in belief that God is going to help me. Come on, come on, come on, let us say. Children of the King, come on, come on, come on.